Hare Krishna, my dear devotees, welcome back to the daily readings of Srila Prabhupada's books right here in the Haven, which is located in Hythe, Kent, Southeast England, just a stone's throw from the English Channel. And here we are on our seventh day already of Kartik. How fast time goes. Huh? Especially when you're comfortable and having a good time. It goes very fast. Srimad Bhagavatam. I can't think of a better thing to do as a vow for Kartik than to read the Srimad Bhagavatam like this out loud to an assembled devotees. Yeah. I think it's the best thing we can do. And increase the number of rounds. <clears throat> Srimad Bhagavata Mahimastotram uh, by Srila Sanatana Goswami explains why this is true. It goes like this. Sarva Shastrabdipi Yusha Sarva Vedaika Satpala Sarva Siddhanta Ratnaja Sarva Lokaika Drikprada O nectar from the ocean of all scriptures singular fruit of all the Vedas rich mine of the precious gems of all conclusive truths <clears throat> you are the only giver of sight to all the worlds sarva bhagavata prana srimad bhagavata prabho kalidvandoditaditya shri krishna parivartita o life heir of all the supreme lord's devotees <clears throat> o master srimad bhagavatam you are the sun risen in the darkness of Kali. You are the exact image of Sri Krishna. Paramananda Pataya Prema Varshakshadayate Sarvada Sarvasevyaya Sri Krishnaya Namostume. I bow down to you who were supremely blissful to read. Your every syllable pours down a flood of Prema. You can always be served by everyone. You are Sri Krishna Himself. Marekabando Matsangin Madguro Man Mahadana Manistadagamad Bhagya Mad Ananda Namostute. My only friend, my constant companion, my spiritual master, my great wealth, my savior, my good fortune my source of ecstasy, I bow down to you. Asadu sadhu tadayin adini chuchatakada hanamunchagadachin mam premnarit kantajokspuda O bestower of saintliness to the unsaintly, O exalter of the most fallen, please never leave me. Always appear in my heart and my voice with pure love. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya So we've reached the 20th chapter of the fourth canto of Srimad Bhagavatam, Lord Vishnu's appearance in the sacrificial arena of Maharaj Prithu. So, the last horse sacrifice of Prithu Maharaj <clears throat> was not accomplished. Lord Brahma came and convinced Maharaj Prithu that it was better to stop the uh, propagation of false sannyasis that Indra was uh, taking on one after another in order to disguise himself to try to steal the horse and for the benefit of everyone uh, Prithu Maharaj agreed. And now, because of this 
uh, exalted uh, consciousness, he, Vishnu has appeared in, in, the, in the sacrifice anyway. And he's speaking to Pritamaraj. We're beginning with text 10. When the heart is cleansed of material contamination, the devotee's mind becomes broader and transparent, and he can see things equally. At that stage of life, there is peace, and one is situated equally with me as Satchitananda Bigraha. Purport. The Mayavad conception of Kaivalya and that of the Vaishnava community is different. The Mayavadi thinks that as soon as one is free from all material contamination, he is merged into the existence of the Supreme. The Vaishnava philosopher's conception of Kaivalya is different. He understands both his position and the position of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. In the uncontaminated condition, the living entity understands that he is the eternal servitor of the Supreme, and that is called Brahman realization, the spiritual perfection of the living entity. This rapport is very easily achieved. As stated in Bhagavad Gita, when one is engaged, in the transcendental loving service of the Lord, he is immediately situated on the transcendental platform of Kaivalya, or Brahman. Text 11. Anyone who knows that this material body, made of the five gross elements, the sense organs, the working senses in the mind, is simply supervised by the fixed soul, is eligible to be liberated from material bondage. Purport This verse describes how one can become liberated from material bondage. The first point is that one must know that the soul is different from his body. The soul is called Dehi, or one who possesses the body, and the material body is called Dehe, or deha, or the embodiment of the soul. The body is changing at every moment, but the soul is fixed. Therefore the soul is called kutastam. The change of body is enacted by the reactions of the three modes of nature. One who has understood the fixed position of the soul should not be disturbed by the incoming and outgoing interactions of the modes of material nature in the form of happiness and distress. In Bhagavad Gita also, due to the interaction in Bhagavad Gita also, Lord Krishna recommends that since happiness and distress come and go, due to the interaction of the modes of nature on the body, one should not be disturbed by such external movements. Even though one is sometimes absorbed in such external movements, he has to learn to tolerate them. The living entity should be always indifferent to the action and reaction of the external body. Lord Krishna says in Bhagavad Gita that the body made of the gross element... Lord Krishna says in Bhagavad Gita, that the body, made of the gross physical elements, earth, water, fire, air, and sky, and the subtle elements, mind, intelligence, and ego, is completely different from the soul proper. One should therefore not be disturbed by the action and reaction of these eight gross and subtle material elements. The practical process to attain this stage of indifference is to execute devotional service. Only one who constantly engages 
in devotional service 24 hours a day can be indifferent to the action reaction of the external body. When a man is absorbed in a particular thought, he does not hear or see any external activities, even though they are enacted in his presence. Similarly, those who are fully absorbed in devotional service do not care what is going on with the external body. That status is called samadhi. One who is actually situated in samadhi is understood to be a first-class yogi. Text 12 Lord Vishnu told King Prithu, My dear King, the constant change of this material world is due to the interaction of the three modes of material nature. The five elements, the senses, the demigods who control the senses, as well as the mind, which is agitated by the spirit soul, all these taken together comprise the body. Since the spirit soul is completely different from this combination of gross and subtle material elements, my devotee who is connected with me in intense friendship and affection, being completely in knowledge, is never agitated by material happiness and distress. Purport The question may be raised that if the living entity has to act as the superintendent of the activities of the bodily combination, then how can he be indifferent to the activities of the body? The answer is given here. These activities are completely different from the activities of the spirit soul of the living entity. A crude example can be given in this connection. A businessman riding in a motor car sits in the car, supervises its running and advises the driver. He knows how much gasoline is used up <clears throat> and he knows everything about the car, but still he is apart from the car and is more concerned with his business even while riding in the car. Even while riding in the car, he thinks of his business and his office. He has no connection with the car, although he is sitting there. As the businessman is always absorbed in thoughts of his business, so the living entity can be absorbed in thoughts of rendering loving service to the Lord. Then it will be possible to remain separate from the activities of the material body. This position of neutrality can be, can be possible only for a devotee. The word Bada Sorida, bound in friendship, is particularly used here. Karmis, jnanis, yogis cannot be bound in devotional service. Karmis fully engaged in the activities of the body. Their aim of life is to give comfort to the body only. Jnanis try to get out of, the, out of entanglement by philosophical speculation, but they have no standing in the liberated position because they do not take shelter under the lotus feet of the Lord. They fall down from the exalted position of Brahman realization. Yogis also have a bodily concept of life. They think that they can achieve something spiritual by exer exercising the body through dharana, asana, pranayama, etc. A devotee's position is always transcendental because of his intimate relationship with the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Therefore, to remain always aloof from the actions and reactions of the body and engage in one's real occupation, namely rendering service to the Lord, can be possible only for devotees. Text 13 <clears throat> My dear heroic king, please keep yourself always equipoised and treat people equally 
whether they are greater than you in the intermediate stage or lower than you. Do not be disturbed by temporary distress or happiness. Fully control your mind and senses. In this transcendental position, try to execute your duty as king in whatever condition of life you may be posted by my arrangement. For your only duty here is to give protection to the citizens of your kingdom. Purport. <clears throat> here is an example of receiving direct instruction from the Supreme Personality of Godhead, Lord Vishnu. One has to execute the order of Lord Vishnu, whether receiving it directly from him or from his bona fide representative, the spiritual master. Arjuna fought the battle of Kurukshetra under the direct order of the Supreme Personality of Godhead, Krishna. Similarly, here, Prithu Maharaj is also being given orders by Lord Vishnu regarding the execution of his duty. We have to stick to the principles stated in the Bhagavad Gita. Vyabhasayat Mika Budhi. Every man's duty is to receive orders from Lord Krishna or from his bona fide representative and take these orders as his life and soul without personal considerations. Srila Vishwanath Chakrabarti Thakur states that one should not care very much whether he is going to be liberated or not, but he should simply execute the direct order received from the spiritual master. If one sticks to the principle of abiding by the order of the spiritual master, he will always remain in a liberated position. A common man must execute the rules and regulations of Varnashram Dharma by working in his prescribed duty according to the caste system, Brahmana, Chetriya, Vaishya and Shudra, and the spiritual order system, Brahmacharya, Grihastha, Vanaprastha and Sannyas. If one simply executes regularly and strictly the injunctions given for the different divisions of life, then one satisfies Lord Vishnu. As a king, Prithu Maharaj was ordered by Lord Vishnu to keep himself always aloof from the activities of the bodily situation and to engage always in the service of the Lord and thus keep himself in the liberated stage. The word Baddha Saurida in the previous verse is explained herewith. One can fully remain in intimate connection with the Supreme Lord directly or receive orders from his bona fide representative, the spiritual master, and execute the order sincerely when one keeps aloof from the activities of the body. The Lord helps us by giving us directions how to act in devotional service and thus advance on the path back home, back to Godhead. He instructs us outwardly in the form of the spiritual master. Therefore, one should not accept the spiritual master as an ordinary human being. The Lord says, Acharyam mam bijaniyan navamanyeta karhichit One should not treat the spiritual master as an ordinary human being, for he is the substitute for the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Bhagavatam 11, 17, 27 One should treat the spiritual master as the Supreme Personality of Godhead and never be envious of him or consider him to be an ordinary human being. If we follow the instruction of the spiritual master and execute devotional service to the Lord, we will remain always free from the contamination of bodily and material activities, and our life will be successful. Text 14 To give protection to the general mass of people who are citizens of the state, 
is the prescribed occupational duty for a king. By acting in that way, the king in his next life shares one-sixth of the result of the pious activities of the citizens. <clears throat> but a king or executive head of state who simply collects taxes from the citizens but does not give them <clears throat> proper protection as human beings has the results of his own pious activities taken away by the citizens. And in exchange for his not giving protection, he becomes liable to punishment for the impious activities of his subjects. Purport. The question may be raised. The question may be raised here that if everyone engaged in spiritual activities to attain salvation and became different, indifferent, to the activities of the material world, then how can things as they, go, as they are go on? And if things are to go on as they ought to, how can a head of state be indifferent to such activities? In answer to this question, the word shreya, auspicious, is used here. The division of activities in society is arranged by the Supreme Personality of Godhead. The division of activities in society as arranged by the Supreme Personality of Godhead was not blindly or accidentally created as foolish people say. The Brahmana must do his duty properly and the Chatriya and the Vaisha and even the Shudra must do the same. In every one of them can achieve the highest perfection of life, liberation from this material bondage. This is confirmed in Bhagavad Gita, 1845. By executing one's prescribed duties, one can attain the highest perfection. Lord Vishnu arised, advised Maharaj Prithu, that a king is not enjoined to give up his kingdom and the responsibility of protecting the prajas or citizens to instead go away to the Himalayas for liberation. He can attain liberation while executing his royal duties. The royal duty or the duty of the head of state is to see that the prajas or the general mass of people are doing their respective duties for spiritual salvation. A secular state does not necessitate a king or head of state who is indifferent to the activities of the prajas. In the modern state, the government has many rules and regulations for conducting the duties of the prajas, but the government neglects to see that the citizens advance in spiritual knowledge. If the government is careless in this matter, the citizens will act whimsically without any sense of God-realization or spiritual life and thus become entangled in sinful activities. An executive head should not be callous to the welfare of the general mass of people while he simply goes on collecting taxes. The king's real duty is to see that the citizens gradually become fully Krishna conscious. Krishna conscious means completely free from all sinful activities. As soon as there is complete eradication of sinful activities in the state, then there will be no more war, pestilence, famine, or natural disturbances. This was actually prevailing during the king of Maharaj Yudhishthir. If the king or head of the government is able to induce the citizens to become Krishna conscious, then he is worthy to rule over the mass of people. Otherwise, he has no right to levy taxes. If the king looks after the spiritual interests of the citizens, he can levy taxes without difficulties. In this way, both the subjects and the king will be happy during this life and in the next life 
the king will be able to share one-sixth of the pious activities of the citizens. Otherwise, by levying taxes on the si sinful citizens, he will have to share the reactions of their sinful activities. This same principle can be applied to parents and spiritual masters as well. If parents simply give birth to children like cats and dogs, but cannot save their children from imminent death, they become responsible for the activities of their animalistic children. Lately, such children are turning into hippies. Similarly, if a spiritual master cannot direct his disciples to become free from sinful activities, he becomes responsible for their sinful acts. This subtle, these subtle laws of nature are unknown to the present leaders of society. Since the leaders of society have a poor fund of knowledge and the citizens in general are rogues and thieves, there cannot be an auspicious situation for human society. At the present moment, the whole world is full of such an incompatible combination of state and citizens, and therefore there is constant tension, war, and anxiety as an inevitable result of such social conditions. Sound familiar? Hare Krishna. Śrīla Prabhupāda ki jāi. Text 15. Lord Vishnu continued, My dear King Prithu, if you continue to protect the citizens according to the instructions of the learned Brahmana authorities, as they are received by the disciplic succession, by hearing from master to disciple, and if you follow the religious principles laid down by them, without attachment to ideas manufactured by mental concoction, then every one of your citizens excuse me then every one of your citizens will be happy and will love you and very soon you will be able to see such already liberated personalities as the four kumaras sanaka sanatana sanandana and sanat kumara purport <clears throat> lord vishnu advises king prithu that everyone should follow the principles of Varnasham Dharma. Then, in whatever capacity one remains within this material world, his salvation is guaranteed after death. In this age, however, since the system of Varnasham Dharma is topsy-turvy, it is very difficult to strictly follow all the principles. The only method for becoming perfect in life is to develop Krishna consciousness. As Varnashram Dharma is executed from different positions by different men, so the Krishna consciousness principles can be followed by everyone in every part of the world. There is a specific purpose in mentioning herein that one should follow the Divjagyas, the most prominent Brahmanas, I'll read that again. Yes. There is a specific purpose in mentioning herein that one should follow the Dvijagriyas, the most prominent Brahmanas, like Parashara and Manu. These great sages have already given us instructions on how to live according to the principles of Varnashram Dharma. Similarly, Sanatana Goswami and Rupa Goswami have given us rules and regulations for becoming pure devotees of the Lord. It is essential, therefore, to follow the instructions of the Acharyas in the Parampara system who have received the knowledge as passed down from spiritual master to disciple. In this way, although living in our material condition of life, we can get out of the entanglement of material contamination without leaving our positions. 
Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu advises, therefore, that one does not have to change his position. One simply has to hear from the perfect source. This is called parampara and follow the principles for practical application in life. Thus, one can attain the highest perfection of life, liberation, and go back home, back to Godhead. In other words, the change required is a change in consciousness, not in the body. Unfortunately, in this fallen age, people are concerned with the body, not with the soul. They have invented so many isms pertaining to the body only, not to the soul. In the modern age of democracy, there are so many government representatives voting for legislation. Every day, they bring out a new law. But because these laws are only mental concoctions manufactured by inexperienced, conditioned souls, they cannot give relief to human society. Formerly, although the kings were autocrats, they strictly followed the principles laid down by the great sages and saintly persons. There were no mistakes in ruling over the country, and everything went perfectly. The citizens were completely pious, the king levying taxes legitimately, and therefore the situation was very happy. At the present moment, the so-called executive heads are more or less selected from material ambitious persons who simply look after their own personal interests. They have no knowledge of the Shastras. In other words, the executive heads are fools and rascals in the strict sense of the terms, and the people in general are Shudras. This combination of fools and rascals and Shudras cannot bring about peace and prosperity in this world. Therefore, we find periodic upheavals in society in the forms of battles, communal riots, and fratricidal quarrels. Under these circumstances, not only are the leaders unable to lead the people toward liberation, but they cannot even give them peace of mind. In Bhagavad Gita, it is stated that anyone who lives on concocted ideas without reference to the Shastras never becomes successful and does not attain happiness or liberation after death. Srila Prabhupada Ki Jai Text 16 My dear King, I am very captivated by your elevated qualities and excellent behavior and thus I am very favorably inclined toward you. You may therefore ask from me any benediction you like. One who does not possess elevated qualities and behavior cannot possibly achieve my favor simply by performance of sacrifices, severe austerities, or mystic yoga. But I always remain equipoised in the heart of one who was always equipoised in all circumstances. Hare Krishna. Purport. Wonderful verse. I think I will repeat this verse. It is so nice. My dear King, I am very captivated by your elevated qualities and excellent behavior. And thus I am very favorably inclined toward you. You may therefore ask from me any benediction you like. One who does not possess elevated qualities and behavior cannot possibly achieve my favor simply by performance of sacrifices, severe austerities, or mystic yoga. But I always remain equipoised in the heart of one who was always equipoised in all circumstances. Purport. <clears throat> Lord Vishnu was very pleased with Maharaj Prita's good character and behavior and offered him a benediction. The Lord openly says that performing great sacrifices 
or undergoing the austerities of mystic yoga practice cannot satisfy him. He is pleased only by elevated character and behavior. But these cannot develop unless one becomes a pure devotee of the Lord. Anyone who has developed unalloyed, unflinching devotional service unto the Lord develops his original good qualities as spirit soul. The spirit soul, as part and parcel of the Supreme Personality of Godhead, has all the good qualities of the Lord. When the spirit soul is contaminated by the material modes of nature, one is considered good or bad with reference to the material qualities. But when one is transcendental to all material qualities, all the good qualities come out. These qualities of a devotee, 26 in number, are listed as follows. 1. Kind to everyone. 2. Does not quarrel with anyone. 3. Fixed in the absolute truth. 4. Equal to everyone. 5. Faultless. 6. Charitable. 7. Mild. 8. Clean. 9. Simple 10. Benevolent 9. Peaceful 12. Completely attached to Krishna 13. Has no material hankering 14. Meek 15. Steady 16. Self-controlled 17. Does not eat more than required 18. Sane 19. Respectful 20. Humble 21. Grave 22. Compassionate 23. Friendly 24. Poetic 25. Expert and 26. Silent The Lord is satisfied by development of the transcendental qualities of the living entity and not by artificial performance of sacrifices and mystic yoga. In other words, unless one is fully qualified to become a pure devotee of the Lord, one cannot expect to be liberated from material entanglement. Srila Prabhupada Ki Jai. And that brings us to 740. So we'll stop here, our daily readings. Wonderful uh, wonderful topics for discussion and we'll wait for the uh, reflections of the assembled devotees Hare Krishna we'll start tomorrow at text 17 This is from Bhaja Mukunda. From Bhaja Mukunda? Das. Hare Krishna Bhaja Mukunda Prabhu. Hare Krishna. Well, Hare Krishna to you. <laughs> One point I would like to bring out, if I might reflect for a moment here we have the supreme personality of Godhead talking to an Shaktivesh avatar of the supreme personality of Godhead and instructing him and what is he instructing him don't think that you're the body be equipoised under all circumstances and that way you will perform your duty properly and please me and I'll give you any benediction you want I mean think about it the simple basic truth that Srila Prabhupada drilled into us in all of his purports is being spoken by the Supreme Lord Vishnu to an incarnation or, or a Shaktivesh empowered incarnation of the Supreme Lord. 
And this is what he's mainly talking about. Do your duty as a king, but do, do it free from the bodily concept of life. I say, back to the basics. Hare Krishna. This is from Sarvagya. Yes, Sarvagya. Hare Krishna Maharaj. Hare Krishna. Today was very powerful purports. Mm. Your servant Sarvagya does. Yes. <clears throat> I agree. They were very powerful. And they echo the Bhagavad Gita. They echo all the Shastras. So why are they repeating so much? Because us conditioned souls need to hear it again and again and again. We, know, we don't need to hear it and then forget it like we do in an academic environment where you cram as much information into your brain as possible and then take a final exam at the end you know, while you're sweating and staying up all night and whatever we do, we do that. And then after it's passed and you get your credentials, then you forget what you learned. That's the modern educational system in a nutshell. Hare Krishna. The altar is looking exquisite today. like the 26 qualities of the devotees listed here. And they're pretty much the same as the, the divine qualities that are listed by Krishna in the first chapters of the 16th, I mean the first verses of the 16th chapter of Bhagavad Gita. Again, all the revealed scriptures, they're taken from these books. These, these, are, the, these are the main books. Bhagavad Gita and Srimad Bhagavatam. And when you examine carefully the Sri Chaitanya Charitamrita, um, in the verses themselves are sprinkled Bhagavad Gita verses, Bhagavatam verses, Puranic verses, Ishupanishadic verses, Vedas, Rasa Shastras, Itihasas, it's all there, woven together in a way that connects everything together perfectly. Perfect scripture. All glories to Krishna Das Kaviraj Goswami, Sri Titanya Mahaprabhu, Hare Krishna. And the knowledge is eternal and ever fresh. It never gets tiresome. This is a symptom of one who is sincerely submitting to the Supreme Lord. That when he hears these books, he, he, see, he tastes something new every time he reads them, every time he hears them. Never gets tired of them. Never needs to move on to something else. And he takes great pleasure in explaining them to others. These are the essences of pure devotional service. Hare Krishna. We must have more comments than this, huh? Anandamurti, Hare Krishna. Dear Guru Maharaj and all assembled devotees, <clears throat> please accept my humble obeisances. All glories to Sri the Prabhupada. Thank you so much for reading Sri the Prabhupada's Srimad Bhagavatam. Well, what can I say except that I've been told by many devotees that it's easier for them to hear and to uh, 
appreciate and remember and follow when they hear it out loud. And I think that's one of the, not only is it the instructions of the Gita, Krishna's instructions to Arjuna many, many times in the Gita, please hear from me, please hear again, I'm saying this because you're my friend, my devotee, please hear again, please hear again. Uh, but it is the Kali Yuga, in the Kali Yuga particularly, uh, it's very difficult to read and to study and to analyze and uh, remember everything. So this hearing, constant hearing, means constant means every day or regularly or always. This is the method for enlightening, becoming enlightened. As we heard in the purports, you can stay where you are, but you have to hear from the authority regularly so that we can remember, especially in the Kali Yuga. Because time is so potent, so powerful, all-powerful. And Kali Yuga ignorance is so prominent. Therefore, as soon as you stop hearing these basics, you'll forget them. That's a sure thing. Hare Krishna. Therefore, Srila Prabhupada, during his time with us for 12 years, he just repeated these basics again and again and again because he knew that that's what we actually needed. And considering we just heard from the incarnation from Vishnu to a Shakti Vishavatara, the same instructions, we can be sure it's true in every case. Hare Krishna. Okay, this is from Sarvagya. Sarvagya, Hare Krishna. We see materialistic people while watching movie. They go here and there, eating popcorn, this and that. <laughs> but our devotees listening to Bhagavatam class, they don't even um, need two or three hours just hearing. They get bliss. This is transcendental reading. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you very much for confirming it. And this is from Bhakti Nikki. Hare Krishna Bhakti Nikki. Hare Krishna Maharaj, please accept my humble obeisances. Thank you for reading every evening. This gives me the structure I so badly need to become steady in Krishna consciousness. Today I heard the importance of executing the instructions of the spiritual master whose words are to be seen as coming from Krishna himself. Hmm. Is this right? Absolutely, because... The spiritual master is repeating what he's heard from his spiritual master. And his spiritual master had heard it from his spiritual master. And the thoughts have not changed. The, the basic principles, the thoughts, have not changed all these years. And the proof of it is that this Bhagavatam was written down 5,000 years ago and it's talking about billions and billions trillions of years before and that the same teachings are there this is the proof Hare Krishna it makes me realize I really need to up my game and actively attempt to reel in my flaky mind there you which go. is so unfocused there you go, now you're talking and relish and follow the instructions I received from Srila Prabhupada's books your readings and senior devotees. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna. Thank you very much. Mission successful. Hare Krishna. And anybody who takes to these books, reading them like we're reading them, they will become happy. And that's the goal of the Krishna consciousness movement. That's why Prabhupada sacrificed his life, literally, and kept his vision alive through so many obstacles and so many opportunities to quit, but he never quit because he only cared about us, about the fallen conditioned souls in the Kali Yuga all over the world. 
Hare Krishna. Is this from Ananda Murti? Yes, Ananda Murti. He says, Yes, Maharaj, this reading is exactly rescuing my life from big material oceans. <laughs> Although this reading starts from 3 a.m. in Japan, I want to hear your reading. Hare Krishna, thank you so much. That is the price that you have to pay. The only thing is eagerness to hear. The more eager you are to hear, the more you will receive. Hare Krishna. This is from Gokul Basi Madhusudan Das. Gopal Basi Madhusudan Das. That sounds like a Gopal Krishnamar's name. I mean, or maybe a Jabitakamar's name, rather. Hare Krishna Maharaj. Hare Krishna. Dandabhat Pranam. Dandabhat Pranams. And from Gopakanya Devi Dasi. Yes, Gopakanya Devi Dasi. Hare Krishna, dear Maharaj, and all the assembled sages, all glorious to Sri the Prabhupada. We have Nam Hatha program today. I was a bit late, Maharaj, to follow you, but I shall listen to you before going to bed. All glories to Srila Prabhupada and Srimad Bhagavatam. Hare Krishna, thank you very much for your loyal hearing. Thank you. You are all examples of what the Bhagavatam is talking about. Thank you so much. We can we can use a little bit more reflections though. Srimad Bhagavatam ki jai. Samabeda Bhakta Vrinda ki jai. Gaur Premanandi Hari Hari Bo. Uh, see you tomorrow night, same time, same place, same topic as the marvelous pastimes of Maharaj Prithu unfold. Hare Krishna. See you tomorrow. <laughs>